What is up guys and welcome back to Just In Time. So before we start, I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Blessed Christmas, Happy Christmas, just a good Christmas for you guys. And I got some pretty cool presents this year. Got a super brand new chain. Look at it. It's so cool. It's so cool. Oh, it's really dirty, holy crap. It's also backwards. But yeah, got this from my best friend Sam. She always knows what looks good on me. And I got this really neat ring light. Oh, oh holy cow. Wow, look at it. Oh my gosh. So hopefully that's gonna do a good number on how we look from now on. From my sister. She knows what's good for me too. And yeah, I just wanted to give you guys an update as to how the journey has been going. So it's not as easy as I thought to get into a master's program, especially now with uh, the current pandemic situation going on. But even so, like I had been applying and I had been rejected I think two, three times. So I reached out to a couple lecturers, therapists, and just was just asking like, like how come? <laughs> Because I'm not really used to getting rejected to get into a course to study. Like that's never been a problem for me. Not to say I'm super duper smart, but it's just from primary to secondary college uni. It's been very like, the transition has been very soon. It's very smooth. And so now transitioning into masters, it was a bit of a culture shock for me. I said, wow, how come things, is so, things are so different? There's a lot of separate requirements and work experience actually really comes into play. And in the past, as long as you met a certain grade criteria, you are admissible to whatever course that you're applying for. If you get better grades, it's more of that you just get maybe scholarship opportunities and stuff like that. However, for a lot of the masters, scholarships are no longer really an option, a viable option. So then as long as you meet the grade requirement, I just assume that, okay, you're in. But after getting rejected a couple of times, I did have to take a look at myself and I was like wondering, pondering to myself, like how come, why is this happening? And I took it pretty hard actually. I was really questioning myself, like why am I still doing this? Am I in the wrong course in fact? But after talking to a few professionals, they did let me know that it could be that I just don't have a lot or enough relevant work experience. Because most of my experience has been with kids and it has been a very short window, maybe two to three months, two to three months. So now I am putting in the work to hopefully get that work experience racked up. So what I've done thus far is I've actually been working uh, with a researcher from USM. I think she's, no, she's a lecturer there as well, but she's also running some research. So I helped her out with some of the research that she's doing. But more importantly, I got to familiarize myself with some of the materials that she's using. So I will have a chance to actually see those type of materials because those are materials that I would otherwise not even know existed or I wouldn't even have the chance to use it in the sense that there's no context. I won't be like intentionally looking for skills like this out of nowhere. So that definitely helped in terms of exposure, but the most, the best exposure I've had thus far has to be with uh, Dr. Lai. So he's a psychiatrist in Penang and I managed to get his contact and he allowed me to just kind of shadow him and intern with him for free. It has been an amazing experience because I get to see him working up close, right, right there. And he has introduced me to a lot of other therapists, which basically opens a lot of different doors and improves a lot of my connections. Interning with him has been very, very eye-opening because I get to see that, wow, I actually don't know a lot at all. Because it's one thing to learn about therapy and theories in theory, <laughs> but it's another to actually watch it happening right in front of you. Because yeah, I do enjoy listening to my friends, kind of helping them with whatever that they're facing. But when you have an actual client sitting right in front of you, telling you their actual life, their real life stories, what they're going through, it is very, very different. Because it's not something that you can just wish away. It's not something that you can just, oh, just be strong and like go through it, it will change. Because some people have had the same problem for many years. Some, for some people it's new and you know, they're seeing this for the first time. So it's incredible the amount of empathy that we have to have as therapists because we are not seeing this for the first time. We may, I mean, 
later on in your career. Lah. You would have been seeing these type of problems over and over again. And for me, it's like, we tend to either be hardened to it or be very, very sensitive to it. But seeing him be able to take every single case as if it's like the first, in terms of he has all of this prior knowledge and prior experience, so he can kind of tell, okay, what type of case this is going to be like or what this is going to be like, how they're going to be reacting and stuff like that. But his nurturing approach to every single person, like, that really got me. Uh. To be able to let them know that this may be your day one, it may be your day 50, it may be your day 300, but I'm going to be here for you. And I understand which phase of your journey you're at and I'm going to be able to empathize and just kind of put myself there alongside with you. I am still applying for jobs and master's programs because I am really, really, really hoping to be able to fund myself through. And also I just need to get some bit of money for now. But other than that, things have been really, really slow. But I hope things are going well for you guys. And I hope that whatever it is that you guys want to pursue, you will continue to pursue it. So until the next big thing that happens, I shall see you guys next time. Ciao.